Hello, I'm Anayat Kanji and welcome to another edition of Love Will Beat Hate, the podcast. In this episode, as part of our Festival of Faith month, we are discussing interfaith marriage and relations. Two people who know about that very well are our guests today, an interfaith couple. That will be Ikra and Venkatesh. Ikra is from a Muslim background and Venkatesh is a Hindu. Um, but unfortunately, both of them experienced some extreme negativity um, to their union. And that's why we're here today to discuss and hear from them their story. And I suppose also discover how their love um, overcame the hate that they received. So thank you, Ikra. And thank you, Venkatesh, for joining us today on Love Will Beat Hate, the podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. So, guys, yeah, um, the issue of interfaith marriage. um, It's a a sensitive topic and one that, you know, as you um, have already experienced, can often bring about some extreme negativity from certain individuals. Um, And that's what I really want to get to the bottom of today. Why is it that people feel that way um, at the same time as that? How do couples, when navigating love or, you know, marriage um, or relations just generally, um, tackle and and deal with that kind of um, experience? So I suppose to start with you guys straight at the heart of it, how did you guys meet in the first place? Um, Because, you know, often this is the first thing which uh, uh, families who are against interfaith try to police, um, try to ensure that their children don't mix with anybody from any other culture or religion, um, which is obviously very difficult in this um, generation and in this era or world. So, yes, for you guys, how did you guys both meet? You want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Very gentleman-like. <laughs> um, so it was New Year and I just contacted him on Facebook. Okay. And then it started there and then we kind of met at a lot of events. That's he, true modern marriage, right? <laughs> uh, Facebook, um, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, we both do a lot of stuff in uni and like we're part of different societies. So he was part of the Indian society and like we went to a few events and kind of met each other. This is University that. of Huddersfield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So, so sorry. Yeah, so you met at the events uh, kind of going in and about on campus then, yeah? yeah. Okay, interesting. Because you're very active at Korea, isn't it? Uh, within like Huddersfield University and generally, right? Yep. Well, so well, what kind of things uh, have you kind of engaged with uh, on campus um, to get a, an idea of your activism? Uh, so, like, because my course, I'm studying logistics and supply chain management at the moment, uh, and we, is you don't just need to like just have the degree; you need to have like further experience. Um, so, like, I go a lot of to a lot of events just like related to like business in general because I'm quite interested in the field. Right. Uh, and then just um, like I, I like to explore different cultures. Okay. So our university is quite diverse, and they have a lot of different events going on. So I like kind of like to attend them as well. Well, the reason why I mention that is because, as you've just said, um, you know, you like experiencing multiple cultures. You're obviously quite a social being. Um, you know, you like being around people. So what was your perceptions then when going to university in terms of marriage or relations? Were you looking for a husband? Was it by chance that Venkatesh came along? Um, or as I say, were you already thinking within your mind, um, I'm looking for a specific type of individual? What was your thoughts? Uh, well, I wasn't like um, looking for anything specific, but mm. uh, but when I met him and like uh, like started thinking that he's the person I'm looking for, yeah, um, 
because I have an elder sister who's mm-hmm. a 23 and like in our culture that's kind of the marrying age right okay uh, and like there were conversations going on when at home right when they're prime <laughs> to get married yeah, yeah. um conversations are going on at home about like my sister's marriage and they were saying stuff like um he has to be a muslim he has to be like this certain way okay so there was um, conditions yeah, there were yeah. conditions stipulated so yeah. you you were aware almost beforehand yeah, yeah. that your family yeah. would have conditions for what type of person you yeah. could marry and that's very much around the outline of faith or is culture also in, involved in that do they have to be from a specific ethnic background Or could it be any Muslim? Uh, no, no, his culture played quite a, a big role in it. Um, my mom was from Pakistan, okay. um, and also my grandparents. So kind of they were influencing my parents, uh, and also it was like um, kind of like the community around them, like my aunties and uncles. So and they were even though well. like chronically, if we're going to get scholastic about it, um, you know, we are here to learn about other tribes as the Hadith or, you know, the, the Quranic ayat goes, right? Um, we made you from other tribes. So, let, so that wasn't going down, though, in the family. It's like, let's take that rule, put that yeah. aside. Um, the other rules are cool, though. Uh, so they have to be Muslim, but they also have to be Pakistani then, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, so um, it's always weird, that one, isn't it? Um, do, do you find that strange, yeah, uh, a bit of a hypocrisy? Yeah. That, on the one hand, as I say, we're encouraged to... In integrate Islamically and learn from each other culturally but then when it comes to marriage somehow we put a stop to that yeah I think I was interested in like the Hindu like from a young age I was quite interested in the Hindu culture mm-hmm. um, I used to watch like different TV shows and like programs and stuff and my parents didn't like that okay um, so they were like kind of stop me from like going into that way they were, like they were getting ideas already oh really um, so like so when I what age was that if you don't mind me asking them uh, it was like from I guess like Uh, teenagers, I guess. Okay. Um, it started like going from there, and I like I was kind of really interested in it. Well, what what made you interested? Do you think in the the Hindu um, or Indian culture? Because I'm Indian myself, so I'm an Indian Muslim. I'm an anomaly to you yeah. then, uh, or your family, uh, right? Because as I say, like I'm not Pakistani, but I am Indian, so you can be interested in my culture, um, <laughs> right? But no, but please, yeah. So so what what was it that um was interesting to you about uh, the Hindu Indian or Hindu culture? I think it was mainly just like my friends. Um, I had more supportive friends from that background than like actually my own community. Right, okay. So I think kind of they got me kind of interested in it. Okay, that's interesting. Well, Venkatesh, let me ask you then as well. Similarly, um, so you meet this lovely lady at university. You see, she's socially active and doing things. Which, um, I, well, I'm I'm putting words in your mouth. Tell me, what was your thoughts? You know, when you met Ikra. Uh, when when like uh, the text came on New Year yeah. saying that Happy New Year and okay. from there it started it took off and then we were going out like we were meeting each other. So she's very quiet girl. Uh, she wouldn't talk much. Okay. So she would she like she only talked to me. Okay. Even I introduced her to my friends. Yeah. They were like, where did you meet her? Yeah. She doesn't speak anything <laughs> because she has to get comfortable. Right, right. That's what I would I would tell them like she has to get comfortable otherwise she would never speak. Right, right, right. So she's very quiet. Mm-hmm. Then a day came where I think it's uh, mid of March I guess, mm-hmm. but uh, mid term of March, and she comes to me and she says like uh, my parents will not accept any other guy than Muslim. Then my my thing was straight from the beginning. Like I studied in a Christian school, mm-hmm. I have a lot of Muslim friends, mm-hmm. but then I told her, see, for marriage I'm not gonna change my religion. Okay. Uh, this is straightforward because I I'm born Hindu, I'll die a Hindu. That will be the end of it. Right, so right, right. So I told her, it's better you go back to your family. Mm-hmm. Because I know how a family means. A family means like a lot to a person. Yeah. Especially for girls. They're very connected to their family. I told her like, you can go back. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Then make a choice. Because you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. It's in your hands now. Mm-hmm. Then 
I think after... How se- soon was this, uh, sorry to interject, like how quickly did this relationship kind of unfold? So, because you've met on Facebook, as you say, um, you, you're both at the same university. So um, location-wise, you you know, you can see each other quite often. So how quickly did the relationship kind of reach that stage where you're already contemplating marriage? Uh, I think... Uh it's, it's only three months. Okay. It took only three months. And I think there's a conversation in the family about the marriage. Yes. That triggered everything. Mm-hmm. She came back to me and she said, like, my parents will not accept. And then I said, I'm not changing my religion. Okay. Then within seven days or eight days, she comes to university and she calls me up. I was at work. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on my chair. Like, I think uh, I was playing PUBG, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was, I'm working in a hotel, actually. So I, the boss was very cool. Yeah. So I was playing PUBG. I get a call and saying that I'm not going home. I was like, oh. She said, I'm not going home. Wow. I was shocked because I'm an international student. Okay. First thing, a girl left her home, sitting in the university, and she's selling me that she's not going home. I I was freaked out. I called all my friends. I don't know what to do. My friend suggested me that, ask her to go home. Then I went to her. I called one of my colleagues and said, like, can you cover my shift? I went to her. I sat with her and I told, see, this is not a way. You have to go back home. Think for two days. Come back. If in two days you decide definitely you want to do it, come back. Because hasty decision will lead to something where you can't take a step back. So that's what I told her. But then she's very adamant. She said, I'm doing it. Wow. And she told me, either you take me to your house or I'm finding a house myself. (laughs) So I had no option. That's so really brave then, of her. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, and also it's really admirable of you actually as well because you're very considered throughout that process. Because an, another person would just lead with their heart. Um, I would have thought anyway. Um, and in effect, you've almost given her the opportunity to change her mind. Yes, because uh, it all comes from culture. I would give all the credit to my parents. Would say they always taught me to respect women and. You have to respect women no matter what. This is what our culture says. Mm-hmm. So she she's very young to me. Mm-hmm. To be on to be honest, like I'm 26, she's 20. Okay. So I always uh, think what I did at that age. Right, right, right. So she left home. I would leave home at 20 because they were always opposing my things. Mm-hmm. So I would always ask her to think twice before doing anything. But then she felt that I can do it mm-hmm. and I can take care of her. Well, it was interesting you said there, like um, your your cultural and family values, because um, whilst they are very admirable, uh, I'm then assuming, were your parents supportive then? No. Okay, they weren't either, right? My okay. dad would never accept a Muslim okay. to be his, uh, like, I, if I have to marry, it should be a Hindu. And in Hindu, there are different castes. So I come from a caste, then I have to marry certain caste. Wow. In that, there is a subcaste. So even I can only marry a girl from that subcaste. Okay, so even so more it's, specific. It's more specific, it's more strict. My parents are more strict when it comes to marriage. But on a whole, they always respect any woman. But they would never accept this marriage. So with your family being so religious and practicing, and Venkatesh the same in terms of their respective religions, like I was saying, those who are of that nature when compared to those who are maybe a bit more liberal, often they have great values in respecting other people. But when it comes down to relations of marriage, it's a no-go. And that's obviously the case for you then as well, Venkatesh. Yes. Okay. So, So back to the story then. So she's making the decisions already. Uh, well, actually, I want to actually break it down even further. So how did you even approach that topic with your family? Because as you mentioned, 
you already knew from your sister's experience what they were expecting. So to, you know, decide to leave the family at 20 and to be with a student, as Venkatesh says. Um, so I can relate to that, having got married very young, when you're not financially stable yet yourself, you don't know how you're going to support somebody else. Um, it's a big step to take. So how did you approach this whole situation and addressing it to your parents? Um, so, like, the day I left home, um, I was getting a lot of calls from my parents because, obviously, they just worked with, like, my parents... Um, they were like already worried like when I'm gone and stuff because I'm really close to my parents so they'd never think that I would have like just run away. They probably were thinking that something's happened. Yeah. Um, and I, I was getting loads of calls. Um, and now we were actually I was actually sitting in the police station at the time um, because I had I had no identification or anything on me at the time. Um, so like I that was the only way to make sure that I was safe and I was with him as well. Um, and then it like mainly I think it was like two days later that they realised that I've, like, I've moved, like, I moved away from the home and I would, I didn't tell them about him because I knew that, because we weren't married at the time, yeah. I knew that they could still, like, force me to come home. Right. Um, so I just said that, at the time I just said that I want to gain independence, which is why I've moved away. And because I've been so close to them, they actually believed that. They wow. didn't think... Okay, so you didn't even actually tell them no, about Venkatesh no. then. You gave them a totally different yeah, story yeah. for it. It was about independence. Yeah. Why was that? Uh, because my mum suffers from depression and she's got, like, other um, me uh, like mental health issues. So I didn't want her Sorry to, to like, kind of... Um, you don't uh, want it to trigger and affect her further. Again, it's really considerate of you yeah. guys because considering... And we're going to get to this, the hate and the negative attitudes you, you kind of experienced from people. Despite that, it's a very, as I say, considered stance and quite a mature approach to it. Because, I mean, uh, my personal experience, I actually met somebody when I was 15 in high school, 16. Um, I fell in love. She was of a different faith group in that um, her parents, her mum uh, was Muslim, her dad was Hindu. So she wasn't really practicing as such. And my parents are very, like, my mum was a madrasa principal. My dad was the president of the mosque. So they're like, literally, right? You know, they're like figures of the community. And like we were talking about what the community thinks think and culturally it's always very important uh, it seems to that generation so my point just simply being is that I've been through this um, and I didn't marry that person and I married somebody who was ticking all the boxes Muslim girl hijabi everything else and we'll get to that point as well um, because yeah Ikra I yeah. know you used to wear hijab and you yeah, don't now yeah. um, but that marriage didn't work um, so it's interesting as I say that it's not always um, you know uh, when you just on paper, um, think, you know, these are the archetypal kind of fits. Um, it, that doesn't always work. And sometimes love is, or at least I feel, is the the more guiding factor in it. But if we ignore it, um, that's why we end up in loveless marriages. Um, and so in your respect, you know, how did you navigate that between your head and your heart? Um, because as I say, you're saying you, your mum's depressed. Um, she has her own mental health issues. Um, you don't want to break it to her. So you've left home. You've gone to a police station. Um, you know, it, this is quite crazy. And then to add to that, as I say, did anybody else in the community know about your relationship previous to that? Um, or up to this point, it was still all hush-hush to everybody? No, until the point of marriage, no one knows. Only my friends know it. Okay. We kept it in such a way so that we don't get any uh, issues to her or to me. Right. And my friends helped me a lot. And even when we went, when like 
she, was that because you foresaw that you would get that negativity? Yes, we were sure about it. Okay. But one more thing was like when she left home, uh, it's about one month I did not take any decision. She was staying with us. Uh, we took a different accommodation for her. Okay. Just in our flow. Yeah. She she had a different room. Yeah. Although we're staying together, we, we maintained it in such a way that she's staying different. Okay. But... Uh, Can I ask, and I'm going to be quite uh, frank as well. Now, is that for moral reasons in f from a um, you know an intimacy standpoint that you wanted to keep some distance still before marriage and everything else? Or was it merely for some other reason? It's a legal reason because you can't stay in one uh, like flat two people. It's not allowed according to the accommodation rules. Okay, okay. So we took two accommodations. Okay. But then uh, there came a point. Like was the I, other thing a consideration at all? In, if, if you don't mind me asking, because this is again what yeah. people probably are wondering. You know, the idea of haram acts before marriage. You know, <laughs> the idea of holding yeah. hands and following heart. You know, um, before actually signing on the dotted line is forbidden. Is that the case with Hinduism in the sense that no. um, girlfriend boyfriends is that looked down upon? Is it celebrated? What What is the kind of stage we're at in that perspective for in this me, age? For me, Hinduism is different. Mm -hmm. What they preach is different okay. people what they follow see there are extremists everywhere mm -hmm. even in hinduism i've seen extremists who talk about before marriage you can't do this you can't i'm a very liberal guy mm -hmm. i think i started living by myself from uh from high school mm -hmm. i told my dad i can't stay with them anymore and he was fine with that until i went i'm educating myself i used to stay alone mm -hmm. so it was never a matter to me mm -hmm. but i think it's a matter for her she always she believed in that she believes and i always respected that well, this is an interesting point as well, because like you said, you've categorically stated, regardless of who you were open to marry, um, and you didn't put a specification on your mind, you did, though, put a specification on your faith in that you wouldn't change your faith. Similarly, is that the case for you, Ikra, then? Um, yeah. Are you still a practicing Muslim in your eyes, do you think, then? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do, like... Obviously, both stuff from both cultures. So. The community doesn't know. So up till now, it's quite a private affair. So it's something that you can almost navigate together without the extra pressures from outside and other people pointing their fingers and kind of stirring the pot themselves. Because that would naturally happen, I'm sure, right? Um, people almost pose those counter arguments to try and spur you into an idea of like, maybe this is not going to work, you know? Um, but... And maybe this is an appropriate point to ask the question about the hijab then, because you previously wore hijab. Um, did you? At what point did you take your hijab off then? Uh, not that it's relevant, but maybe it's interesting in the respect of, were you wearing your hijab again because of your family or was it a, a personal thing? I mean, what was your reasoning behind wearing it in the first place? I started wearing it like when I went to high school. Uh, it was only because like the people around me were wearing it and I thought I had to wear one. Uh, and then it... Like, my parents were okay with me not wearing it at the start, but then once I started wearing it for, like, one or two years, um, I felt really uncomfortable in it. I just didn't like wearing it. But then, like, because my... Because I've got two sisters, because they were both wearing it as well, um, my parents were thinking, like, if I just suddenly remove it, it'll look bad. Like, if my other family sees me, they'll think, like, what? Like, what? She's suddenly changed. Um, and it was, like, cutting my neck as well. Okay. Um, so, like, I was feeling, like, really uncomfortable with it. So then when I like started asking, like, what do you think? Like, if I re suddenly remove it, what uh, will I get any like, nasty comments or anything? Because like I, I take things to heart quite easily. So if someone says something, like it gets to my like, my mind a lot. But then he said like, if if you it's up to you. If you if you don't want to wear it, then you sh shouldn't just like keep it on just to please other people. 
Which um, is true, which is true. I mean, like anything, whether it's um, uh, you are of practicing faith or not, um, at the end of the day, a principle without belief is kind of pointless, right? Um, and that's interesting to hear then. So, because it, it seems like another issue of conformity and pressure, right? Um, rather than belief. Um, so, going back to it then, so nobody knows in the community as yet. So, at what point did you inform people? And, like you say, marriage was it on the marriage day itself or was it after the marriage um when did people start finding out the first thing i told her was like uh, like after one month she she literally asked me like i left my home you're just playing around you did not book a marriage you did not find out how to marry someone so you're playing around i said no i'm not playing around the first thing in my mind was you left home i thought you wanted to really leave the home hmm. i never thought like you really wanted to do this you're up for this. Now you told me, I'll do everything. So I went, I found out, I took the number because uh, I'm an international student. Mm-hmm. We have to book everything in Leeds, not okay. in Huddersfield. Okay. So we called the immigration uh, in uh, Leeds. We went there, we had an interview. And after the interview, they they also warned us, yeah. saying that you being a Hindu, she being a Muslim, you're taking a great step to head. Like because in England, it's allowed. Yeah. But people of community, they don't agree. Well, you're very right, because, I mean, if we look at, like, um, kind of current affairs and things, uh, you know, which have occurred, I mean, you only have to look at India and the whole Modi party and situation at the moment to know what the climate is between Hindus and Muslims, right? Um, Then you go beyond that, um, be it the Pakistan-India division. um, Beyond that, um, you take it to just modern-day times in terms of... I've got uh, an article here about a Facebook report um, where a Muslim and a Hindu um, couple again similar they basically came together and got put on a love jihad hit list so in effect um she and her boyfriend were targeted publicly on facebook um by uh, along with another hundred other couples and it basically had instructions for what they quote as quote this is a list of girls who have become victims of love jihad we urge all hindu lions to find and hunt down all the men mentioned here um, so yeah, so this is for Hindu girls basically protected against these Muslim men. And it's also because, unfortunately, there's a climate of belief that Muslim men, certain Muslim men, in a, a quest of love jihad, they go about basically trying to convert people. Um, so through marriage, in effect, look for non-Muslim girls. Um, and so all, with all these narratives kind of floating about, um, it's inevitable that there's going to be some negativity to expect, right? Yeah, that that's compulsory. And... To be honest, like while we are coming, uh, I think we met someone at the airport. Mm-hmm. This guy, like he was uh, giving us boarding pass. He's a Muslim. Yeah. As soon as he saw us, he said, you guys are married. I said, yes. And he said, I did the same thing. And he's a Muslim. Okay. And he said, uh, the Hindu girl's family, they, they stand outside the airport to beat him up wow. every day. Wow. And he was telling me that. I told him, just leave it because you got married now. They're not going to do anything. They're yeah. going to try for 20 days, 30 days. They're going to get tired and they're going to go back. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because that's going to happen anyway, because it's India. Okay. So okay. eventually, like, yeah, that is there in India. Yeah. I I, I felt it. I've seen it. So but you're in England. You're in Huddersfield. So did you think it would be as bad? Because, I mean, again, you know, when we talk of these uh, affairs in India, um, a Hindu woman uh, basically 
um, another article it addressed that you know um, she wanted to marry even though they were supported by Indian law their families were strongly against it to the extent that the girl's father sent her to a mental institution and got the man arrested um, claiming that he'd forged documents to marry his daughter so like in terms of India the climate is quite bad but in Huddersfield did you expect it to be the same? Was it the same? I think after the marriage, she received so many comments. And uh, one of my friends who goes to the faith center, Huddersfield, we have a faith center there. Mm-hmm. You can, any religion uh, can go there and pray for, that. that's a prayer place. Yeah. So what my friend, one of my friend called me up one day and said, uh, uh, I've heard something. Uh, I think you need to be careful. I said, what did you hear? Then he says like group of uh, Pakistani boys who came to Huddersfield like to study in the university they sit around and they were saying that if it is pakistan we would have killed him we would have killed her okay then i was like yeah if it is pakistan it's not pakistan then he says like be careful anyway right so we have faced this and like uh, some phd students from university uh, started commenting saying that why did you remove the hijab well okay why? yeah i mean because this is what i mean they will immediately attach it to you isn't it you know and they won't take the time to to find out they'll presume um that it's you um despite everything you've explained at ikra isn't it so um so i mean again how how did you because you said that so they found out after your marriage how did you go to the marriage did you have a muslim event and a hindu event did your parents come to the marriage i mean because like you say did you how did you break it to your family <laughs> uh you can you can say it hindu muslim married in a church okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a proper melting pot okay yeah, yeah okay look, so we wanted to marry that way i think uh, the registrar asked us like what re- what religion like what faith and uh, you want to marry that way we can come and see the marriage i said no we want to marry in a church and that's a that's the best way we thought and to our friends because it's a middle ground yeah that's what i thought okay. that's what i thought because if that's i marry if i marry as a muslim yeah my parents will be asking questions if she marry as a hindu her parents will. and i don't want her to compromise on our religion i don't want me to compromise on my religion right, right. we respect each other's religion and the third religion that's supporting us is christianity so i went for that so were your parents supportive then when you broke this to them that we're going to get a church wedding as a hindu man and a muslim girl um uh, did you wear hijab on the marriage then or was this you'd already taken your hijab off yeah, by this yeah, stage yeah. right so again because like you said you must have been very scared of what your parents would think so not only have you taken your hijab off you're now getting married in a church to a hindu man do your parents turn up Uh, no so it was um like it was on the actual day cuz i i post a lot of stuff on social media and like i didn't know how to tell my parents and i knew if i put a picture up they'd definitely see it okay. and then start saying like what's happened here cuz you're not living at home at this period no, anyway no, no, right no, and no. have you developed a, a communication with them at this stage or not uh yes yeah, so when when i left the home i think it was like uh, after a week they kind of accepted that i want to get independence now okay um because they've bought the story right yeah, yeah. yeah the independent story because <laughs> um, my my elder sister she wanted to actually study far from home and she wanted to live away from home yeah. but it was not accepted right um so then like they at first they started saying like if you told us earlier that you wanted to move away they would have been happy with that but i think they were just saying it's so that i come back home mm-hmm. uh i think it was like still after two weeks they were still saying like you should come back home now um and they were still pressurizing me to come back uh but then like it got to a certain point where they thought like she's she's still like we should like accept now that she's um like gone away from the home and like we were still in contact I would ring them and still like text them and stuff as normal and then on the day of the wedding I posted a picture up 
uh, and my mum had a heart attack and she went to hospital. Um, and then... you serious? So she, she had a heart attack when she found the posting of you on social media getting married to Venkatesh. She's been committed to hospital as a result of it. That's got a way really heart heavy on your heart um, because I know now from speaking to you, you're very considered people, as I said, you know, you're very mature about the way you've approached this. You've been so understanding of everybody else's feelings first and foremost before your own. So how do you deal with that, Ikra? Um, well, like, the first thought that was on my mind was, like, because uh, my dad was, like, saying that she's, like, she's going to die. Um, and, like, the That's first... heavy stuff, man. Yeah, the first thing that was in my mind was, like, I was saying to him, like, we have to go home now. Because I, I didn't see... At that point, I have... I, like, I so was, on your wedding day? Yeah. Uh, so we, we done, we're done with the wedding. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, the evening time. Yeah. yeah, it's evening time. And she told me, like, uh, this is what is happening at home. Then I stepped up. I said, okay, fine, we'll go home. Most people on their wedding evening, you know, like they're just having cake. You know, this is what I mean. Like, this is crazy. But at the same time, were you expecting this kind of stuff? The Obviously, we are. Because when she posted, I said, uh, don't do it now. But she posted it because she wanted to tell them. Okay. Then uh, my friends were there. But I said, okay, then we'll go. We'll go to a house. So how many people did you invite to the actual wedding itself? Then? Only six, seven people, I guess. And it was just your friends in the Yeah, that's it. Your parents weren't there either? No. So they weren't supporting either? No. Okay, so it's complete solo missions at this point. Okay, right. Back to the story, sorry, yes. So your 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 mum's in hospital and you speak to her? You go visit her? Yeah, so um, it, well, it, she was at home at the time because like, the um, ambulance crew were around her. But what I, like, from what my dad was telling me, he was like, saying that it's more serious than it actually was. Uh, and then when I, I told him, like, we need to go on, and, like, the first thing is I need to see her, see if she's okay. Um, and then like, when I went in, uh, she didn't want to see me at all. Like she told me to. Like she told me to get out. Okay. Um. And like that. Like at that point. Um. How did it make you feel? Uh. Obviously, like really upset. Like more than upset, actually. But, um. Like, from inside, I could tell that she was happy to see me. But she just obviously she couldn't. She couldn't say it. Did it ever give you, almost any, thoughts of doubt or regret? No. Oh, okay. No. Interesting. No. Um. Because I knew that I, like, I really loved him a lot. And I knew that, like, a certain point I had to... Because, like, when my parents were, like, saying to my elder sister, like, about the marriage and stuff, I knew that if I found the right guy, I, I, didn't, I don't really care what religion he is. I'm just going to go for it. And, like, I'm quite a quiet person, but I do take risks. And okay. I'm really happy about that. Well, I mean, I, you know, the only reason why I ask is because, like you say, because that pressure for others can send them the other way. It did for me. My dad had a similar situation. He had a heart attack when I was 17 when basically I'd broken it to him, all these kind of things. And as I say, I did the absolute opposite. I basically got scared. And I thought from all the guilt that was getting piled upon me that I'm going to kill my parents because I'm being a bad son. So like I say, it's quite a brave step for you in those moments to still think, OK, look, this is the situation. Your mum's told you to get out when you've gone to visit her on your wedding day evening when most people are enjoying their wedding evening. You are now off to a hospital to almost like see if she's okay. I don't know, to get a blessing still or were you not ready for that or you're not th even thinking about that uh, at that stage? Um, it's just merely her health which you're yeah. concerned about. Um, it was mainly like I know like because my mum's had like different attacks in the past as well like just yeah. for different reasons. And I know, like, she's a really strong person. Yeah. So, like, obviously I was really scared at the time, like, what's going to happen now? But I have two brothers and two sisters. And I know that, like, she she thinks a lot about us. So yeah. I knew that, 
even like she's going through this she like it, it'll take some time for her to get around it but because I was like out of all my siblings I was like the closest one to her right so that's why it was straight away it was really like hard for her to actually understand like what's actually happened yeah um, they'd never think that I would do something like this well I mean mo- most people don't um, I mean for instance we we looked at some key statistics about you know families and the consideration of intermarriage interfaith marriages and stuff um, and the answers were as follows so like we specifically looked at this thing how comfortable would you be if your daughter um, married a Christian um, or how comfortable would you be if your son uh, was to marry a Christian asking this to a Muslim fa- uh, Muslim family for instance so the answer not at all in favor of interfaith marriage especially with the christian 63% for daughters and 47% for sons so it's always swaying in the majority in terms of they're a bit more liberal towards the son daughters definitely not but that's still quite high numbers right um and in terms of depends on the situation it was as low as 6.2% for daughters and 18.6% for sons so it shows people aren't really at a stage where they are you know the older generations especially um the younger you get it seems they're a bit more tolerant because again your family as well they're not accepting of it you're married now how do you break it to your family then uh it all happened like she was she was very brave yeah. she said it immediately on the day of wedding yeah. i did not say on the day of wedding yeah i was still not talking to them but then uh after this i think after two days i had to give my friends a party so i was sitting with them and my brother was there i call him brother because i worked with him but he's is is an indian mm-hmm. he helped us a lot in the marriage also okay so i was sitting with them and they were drinking and one of my friends told me how long you're going to hide it from your parents i i told them like i don't know they said you're doing the wrong thing see you got married now they deserve to know hmm. you're you're the, you're their only son hmm. and they were expecting a lot of your marriage hmm. so you need to tell them hmm. so i told my sister first i called my sister i said see this is the girl and i'm i'm married then she cut the call immediately i was expecting this anyway oh, you so were she, expecting so you weren't expecting even your sister necessarily to no no she accepted it she okay. accepted the fact but she cut the call to call my dad okay she called my dad and my dad called me on a video call and that was the hardest part because your dad calling you on a video call you're looking at his face now you're not going to lie mm-hmm. first thing because i can't lie looking into his eyes so i was looking somewhere and talking to him and he's like look at me why you're not looking at me i was like oh this is not i'm not going to look at you and he said look at me and tell me what is the matter then i told him that i got married then he's like he cut the call he stopped talking to me totally null he never picked my call for two months really my mom was crying my mom has same issues like her mom i was more scared because i was away from her even if i fly today it will take me 12 hours to reach there mm-hmm. so i was just hoping that she is strong enough mm. she is crying daily i'm calling them she is crying she is crying but one thing good what happened to us was my grandparents they were illiterate the one who passed away recently sorry to hear that she said one thing my my grandfather first thing he said was you are happy with her i said yes then fine whatever you done was nice but my grandmother she was not accepting she was little bit here but then next day she called me on a video call and said can you show the girl to me she started talking to her and she she started loving her more than me in last 3 months she used to call her every day although there is a language barrier i used to be the translator she used to talk i used to tell her she used to talk i used to tell her then she convinced the whole family 
Are you serious? Yes, my so grandmother. So the eldest generation uh, in terms of like, you know, uh, within your family is the voice of reason in this. That's, that's amazing. And she convinced every one of them in certain way that my dad started speaking to him after two months. Okay. Then he told, okay, whatever you're done is done. It's fine. No problem. Uh, be happy. Don't need to worry about us. But then things started happening. Then my my family as a whole accepted it. Although extended families will never accept. It really seems like you guys have endured a lot as it is from your mum to, you know, your father not speaking to you for two months, you know, a hospital, the guilt that your dad must have placed upon you. Um, and as you say, now it's going to obviously reach the wider community. If you've informed your parents, you've put it up on Facebook. So technically, it's public to everybody else. Um, you've mentioned already, uh, you know, the the expectation you had from just speaking to people of what, what might occur. If you don't mind me asking, what was the worst experience um, you had, Venkatesh, um, you know, in terms of negative attitudes or threats or anything in that regard? For me, the worst experience was like uh, people asking her about her uh, hijab. Why did she remove it? People don't even know why did she remove it. She's very religious, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Apart from the religion, she has her rights. She knows that. Yeah. But the... She re she actually removed the hijab because it's cutting her neck. Okay. She 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 ties it to so tight, like yeah. you know, from here yeah. she covers her eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's cutting her neck, and she comes she comes up and says like it's cutting my neck. Yeah. And I said, no God will ever ask you to leave like take your life. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Be mature. Yeah. You can leave it. Yeah. You can leave it at home. See, first two days she did it, mm. then she is again afraid. But then after one week, two weeks, she got used to it. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What, what if someone just said, wear a looser hijab? <laughs> she can't do that because she's used to tightening it. So she can't do that anyway. So I told her it's better to take it off. Okay. Yeah. But then a PhD student from the university yeah. texted her on LinkedIn that she will go to hell because just she removed hijab. I was like, what? Then she's not replying to her. She's just crying. Mm. I took a phone, I replied to her saying that, you know, you don't know anything about what I'm facing. Mm -hmm. It's cutting my neck. That's why I removed it. If God is taking me to hell mm. because I did this, I deserve hell. And she never texted back. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were so many PhDs. There was, there was one professor, when she got married to me, he got to know that she married a Hindu, unfriended her on LinkedIn. What kind of stuff is that? Is he a child? <laughs> well, it is, I mean, well, this is the point, isn't it? Um, it's something that doesn't affect other people's lives. Um, it's a decision that you two have made. Um, and so therefore, it's only really affecting yourselves. But yet other people weighed in. And when they weighed in, it's not even with the most pertinent questions. Like, for instance, I would be more maybe concerned about maybe the children and, you know, those aspects of like, you know, how, how are you going to approach religion in terms of what might you teach your children? And maybe even have you had those discussions? Maybe you have ideas around that. Maybe we can address that. But to address things like, as you say, her taking off her scarf, you know, it's such a small thing in relation to the wider picture and it's of no business to anybody else but yeah maybe let's let's talk about that as well then because um i'm sure that you guys you know uh, must have considered like family in the future and things like that you know what are your thoughts around because you had a church wedding so it seems like you know you're quite considered in that respect like you know um how are you going to approach that or have you thought about that 
for me i'm i'm okay with uh, i think a parents teaching my children religion mm-hmm. because at the end of the day i would ask my children to learn every religion and choose one of them or choose none of them okay i would be i would be very happy for that because i think they should have the right to choose their own religion or no religion so in fact you're doing the opposite to what the previous generation or the examples we've given of our parents have uh, done in that you're enabling them to have the freedom of choice and therefore in effect um making them take responsibility for their belief because otherwise it's like the hijab thing right um you battle with it for years um and you know it, your your decision maybe uh, could have been made a lot easier earlier on if you were given the freedom just to make a choice right um so how do you feel then ikra i mean at this point in time now because you guys how long have you guys been married for now then it's not even one year right mm. not even <laughs> one year are you still experiencing because you said your wider family um you're still experiencing abuse from them is that the case then ikra uh yeah it's mean like aunties like um like my parents both parents are okay with it now uh but it's just that like my parents get influenced by what other people say so like sometimes these people that are like sharing our pictures um so like there's a certain necklace in his like in the hindu religion that you wear when you get married and i wore that because it was his mom's wish for me to wear it right uh, and there's one picture on facebook where um i'm wearing it and you can clearly see it mm. and there was one um the one of my cousins who like zoomed into it and like, started sending it to my grandparents and then they started like showing it to my my parents and my parents started ringing me saying like um are you converting re- religions um like why are you wearing it and stuff like that um and they like told me to remove it uh like it's they they're okay now with everything but it's just my like relatives that are just doing things that's making them think like they're still seeing that I've done a mistake so your parents have come round now uh, over yeah. time yeah, okay. yeah now now they're okay with it like um on eid and stuff we went i took him to my house so we they made food for us how long does it take for them to get to that stage because this is something also i don't know whether cuz i'm not here to necessarily encourage or discourage you know i'm not here to um you know uh, give a verdict on you know interfaith marriage as such it's more just the the human aspect of it because at the end they were just humans right um and you know we're just following our hearts in effect um and who thought the pursuit of love would be so difficult but i suppose that that's where i wonder you know have people for instance tried to convert you as they've got more accepting um have you found that they still have an angle um whereby they want to convert venkatesh or vice versa yeah so um it similar happened to me where it was my grandparents that told my parents that she's married now you can't really do anything about it uh, rather than like losing her you should like stay in contact because uh, they know like i th- i think about things quite a lot so they make sure that she's okay and everything um but there still comes times where my auntie say that if if he can if he converts to muslim then like they'll accept him and even though like you know he's in the stuff like if he converts then definitely they'll accept him And obviously Venkatesh you've expressed that that's not going to happen for you right thing is like i think uh, there there was a conversation where they asked me to convert and uh, i said no i'm not and they they said like is that so important you might go to hell i said i choose hell with self respect rather than religion without self respect so again i can't disagree yeah that, that's simple thing for me and mm. they were silent with that I, and i think uh, pe- most of the people don't read quran mm-hmm. 
the the worst part is they read in arabic which they don't don't understand at all so yeah like this is like if you don't understand the language why do you read in that language it's very so, dogmatic in the yeah. approach see if i read quran i have different opinion about it mm-hmm. if she reads it's a different opinion so you're learning it from someone who is preaching it mm-hmm. he he can preach anything because you listen to him and you and you feel like oh he's is saying the right thing yeah. if you really read the quran as a whole mm-hmm. or in a proper way it never says this way that it discriminate between man and woman mm-hmm. i don't think so it does that's interesting so you've actually taken the time to read it yourself um no i, I think i read only one part because at workplace one of my colleague was muslim and she was like ikra is not allowed to do it it's haram then i said okay fine then my workplace there is a quran and a bible and what and what in instigated this person to get involved um did they know ikra well Were they a friend of yours uh, because i got married and my my boss helped me a lot in this process yeah. he is a muslim but he helped me a lot okay. he said okay fine you do your marriage i'll help you with everything any documentation you need that you're working here so that's interesting so you did get some support from certain muslims yes, then yes, yeah yes okay. i did but this girl she suddenly pops up and she says this thing and i read quran verse 2 224 i guess it clearly says you can't marry idolatries mm-hmm. so that means if i'm worshiping ideal she is not supposed to marry i said the same thing to her it never mentioned girl or a boy it's same for both mm-hmm. then why you just missing like interpreting in a different way yeah. then she is silent about it mm. and i showed her what is in the quran and she was totally silent about it well that's an interesting question in itself you know how do you navigate the idea of the religions being polar opposites to some because some people that's how they pose it right um and i've navigated this uh, from a interpretive standpoint you know many a times you know with my hindu friends but many would argue that they're polar opposites so there's no way that you can find any kind of synchronicity in bringing up a family and all these other things how do you respond to things like that it's it's quite similar uh, to me like uh, if you, if you really go deep into hinduism it doesn't talk about any idols it 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 talks about supreme soul and hinduism clearly states that either you believe in god don't believe in god pray don't pray if you are doing the right stuff if you are not hurting anyone you will reach the ultimate place called heaven hmm. so there is no point that you have to believe in god you have to pray no it doesn't matter which is interesting because according to our faith the prophet came to perfect human character So that's kind of in line with that to a certain extent. Yeah. It, it it talks like it simply talks about this if a guy who is sitting in a face center and talking about killing a person is never a religious person. It's over. Regardless of what yeah, god reg- they believe regardless in. Regardless right? of what yeah. what he is believing. Yeah. So that's what I believe in. I think there are a lot of similarities the way like uh, I think in Ramadan she was fasting. Okay, yeah, because this is interesting. I, yeah. I think I fasted with her for 5 days. Okay. Because I lost my weight. I was about 120 kilos in 2016. Okay. So I lost my weight to 70. So I was going to ask you what was your reasoning for for doing it? So I I thought like because I I I myself felt like I'm not fit enough because I used to be I used to be 80 70 uh, in 2015 14 mm-hmm. uh, 2011 okay. but then I suddenly grew my weight so I I wanted to bring it down so I lost my weight I did 5 days of dieting with her yeah. the, the Ramadan fasting yeah but then after that I can't because I eat in portions now I right. I eat about 6 7 times a day <laughs> and now she eats at once I did it with her yeah. but then I stopped it because I can't do it anymore because it's affecting my health yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what that's what it clearly said if if you're fasting for Ramadan if it's affecting your health you can stop yes 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 so yes. I stopped I even followed that yeah and she put that uh, necklace thing for me because my mom's wish 
but then when her mom and her dad and they told me that she can't pray if she has that she doesn't want to remove it she said i will not remove it no matter what because your mom wanted me to wear it mm. but then i said no remove it mm. because it's affecting your religion i told my parents straight she will never change her religion because mm. were they also hoping that you would change to be a hindu as well obviously because yeah. how parents are hoping the same thing my parents are hoping the same thing but i said my parents straight I'm mm. a Hindu she is a Muslim and we are unique we'll stay unique. Mm. They were worried about my kids. It's a long time now. Because again that that's again yeah. the the biggest argument which comes. I mean have they now kind of come round as well then similarly? Yes they have. Okay. They have. And, and that's I've, beautiful in a, in a in a way that both your families then have come to support you eventually, right? Um okay the wider community you said you've experienced everything from death threats to you know um you know online stalking um to uh, i'm sure nosy aunts and uncles to um have you had priests and and imams uh, ever get involved and kind of like say you know um you know you're doing something wrong or or has family ever dragged you down the temple or the mosque to speak to the the local priest or imam to like you know um have you ever had any of those <laughs> no, scenarios no, no, no. okay so you're fortunate in that respect anyway no no they, um, their parents were really cool okay, to be honest like yeah. they they talk uh, obviously their extended family they're forcing them they're pressurizing them we understand their situation if i am in the situation that would be the same for me mm. with five children in their home and extended family always pressurizing them this is wrong what your daughter is like they're taunting every day mm. i think there's a situation where a granddad was ill mm. with a kidney failure yeah. and they were really really saying that it's because of ikra i was like it's a kidney failure that's crazy isn't it and yeah. they're saying that it's because of ikra huh? because yeah i suppose people will try and find any excuse uh, to justify the hate in their heart right um and i suppose that's what the beautiful thing is about your story the fact that despite all this pressure despite all of this you still stand strong together and strong in your dignity and your beliefs like you were saying um because it's beautiful to hear that you would again be open to teaching your children of all faiths because other people sometimes become bitter towards the other faith in the per- process or even bitter towards their own faith as a result but neither of you have had that experience both of you are still strong in your faiths um and similarly as i say open to enabling your children to navigate that too um and now you have the support of your families um i suppose does it help uh you know when combating it the wider world now that you have the support of your families yeah this is mainly important because families should stand with children that's the main thing extended families will come will go see today if my dad is rich his extended family is always there when he's going to go poor no one is going to stand by him he knows that i told him on his face he's more worried about the society i told him because you're in a better position now and to mention this he's a bjp leader okay <laughs> so wow okay yeah. so it's very hard for him yeah. but i told him like see that's, that's something you should start the conversation off with bro <laughs> <laughs> not at the end but yeah no no that's so interesting what, what yeah. i told him like, you thinking about the society i i i brought him back to the day where we didn't have anything yeah now he's well off mm-hmm. i told him like that time there was no one to help us mm. i i i still remember the days where we are eating only one curry for 3 4 days so i told him the same situation that time no one is there because now you're a well off mm-hmm. the society is coming they're asking you why you you your son married a muslim mm. but think they will not be there tomorrow 
So it's you. Venkatesh, you're, you're a wise, wise man, as I say, um, <laughs> because I think there's a lot we can learn from uh, Ikra and your story. Um, and even that uh, is an example of uh, another full circle, right, um, where you've educated your dad on something um, based upon the, your experience because... Uh, it is unfortunate that we care so much sometimes about what society thinks and what others will think um, who sometimes are not even involved in our lives, right? Yeah. Um, it could be Joe Bloggs from down the road or Raj Patel from down the road. <laughs> you know, the point is, is that, you know, sometimes they, they have no effect to our life, no benefit to our life. And they're not even involved in our life, yet we listen to them, especially the online people. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a testament to both of you that you've been able to endure all of it and still you, you stand strong in your faith, you stand strong in your love. Um, so I suppose as a last closing or parting word, um, what advice would you give to other people out there who are experiencing a similar situation to yourselves um, who might be enduring uh, you know uh, hate from uh, the community ostracization because um, I could talk to you for hours guys um, unfortunately our time is up but um, yeah what would what would your final words be to people um, and please both of you I'd like to hear something from both of you Ikra what would you say to people in the similar um, situation so I think it was like two weeks ago there was a girl who was in a similar situation as me well she was um, she started texting me saying, like, I've seen, like, some of your posts on social media, especially about, like, the hate comments you're getting and stuff. She's facing a similar situation where her her partner's quite close to his parents, but they won't ac- accept um, her unless she converts, but she doesn't really want to do that. Uh, and she was asking me, like, um, kind of, like, what sort of advice would you give? Like, how do I approach the situation? Because she doesn't want to leave him, but then she can't go against her parents. Um, but then I kind of, like, explained to her, like... Um, with me, I had to take the step. Otherwise, like, because obviously he had he had a visa at the time and he would have gone back to India and then it would, there would be no way mm. to actually, like, continue the relationship. Um, So I had to take the step. Um, Like, obviously, it, I, at the time, I was mainly thinking about my brothers and sisters because mm. um, I knew, like, kind of the effect it'll have on them. My parents were saying that um, because of what you've done now, my elder sister's not going to find, like, they're not going to find a marriage for her. Right, yeah. Because obviously when they when the family finds out that... Um, one, one girl's yeah. gone astray, then the, they all must be the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the typical. But they yeah. never think when there's the opposite way around as well, that yeah. can be a, a, the truth, right? Um, and there's always exceptions as well to the rule where you have families where there's three amazing siblings and one is just random, um, right? So it's, you can't blanket things like that. It, that that's uh, ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah, I was, like, I was telling her like to not... Obviously, I'm not saying that to go against your parents, but um, you should, like, obviously, if you're both thinking the same, then, like, you should try and, like, kind of take the step forward because, like, you can't really hold yourself back if, um, like, you're wanting to do something. Um, and, like, just... I had to take the step then, I guess. Like, well, I suppose it's like you, you can't live for somebody else because otherwise sometimes it, it's to the detriment of your own sanity and mental health and, and, and your own love um, because then you have loveless marriages to please other people. And Venkatesha, similarly, like, I mean, um, from all of this experience and, uh, you know, uh, what would you say to say to people out there who might be experiencing something similar or um, or even to the people who are looking down upon those in your circumstance or um you know are those who give the hate to uh, to unfortunately put it in those terms I, w- I would i would really say like uh, be financially stable first before taking anything true indian so, yeah because <laughs> that's what that's what that's what she did i guess but it's true at the same time it is true yeah. yeah when when she left the home she knows that I'll be working. 
I'll be earning. Because it's an added pressure, right? Finance, yeah. yeah. She, she'll be working, she'll be earning. So that's where we were so like, we don't care about the society anymore because we are financially stable. We can do anything. Mm-hmm. So that's where everything starts. Mm-hmm. I know it might sound stupid, love beats anything. Yeah, we can say that love is everything. Love can do anything. But financial stability is one first <laughs> thing you have to think about before taking any major step. But no, I think I, I know we're, we're joking uh, and aside to that, uh, it's because of the fact that, as you say, if you already have any doubts by adding the pressure of having no finances, you will almost inflame things which possibly you could overcome. Um, but you're almost sowing the seed of doubt further um, by having that circumstance. But like you say, when you're autonomous and independent, um, I suppose it gives you... Um, some freedom to breathe and think more clearly about your situation uh, rather than having the added pressure of the finance. But I think that's for all young couples generally, right? Um, but look, guys, uh, again, I thank you very much for, for joining us on the, on the podcast and talking to us of your experience. Um, I'm sad to hear that you experienced this um, and that you've gone through this. But at the same time, I'm really happy to see that you are still together and you have now kind of uh, as... Uh, a couple overcome some of these hurdles at least um, within your families Um, and let's hope the rest of society can join alongside and uh, yeah love will be hate eventually right Venkatesh hopefully I think so hopefully yeah well thank you very much guys uh, for joining us on love will be hate the podcast thank you thank you